Um, we'll go ahead and get started. I was expecting Nick. I didn't hear that he wouldn't make it. So um, we'll see if he gets here. In the meantime, I'll get started with Zoom uh, instructions um, and uh, roll call, if that's all right with everyone. Good evening. My name is Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager, and I'll work alongside uh, Paul Hornbeck, our Transportation Planner, to facilitate tonight's meeting um, in the absence of uh, Nick's presence. This meeting is being recorded and being posted on the City of YouTube channel within 48 to 72 hours after the meeting. Um, we've invited people either in person for this hybrid meeting or to register on Zoom uh, to participate this evening as part of our process. Uh, mute yourself when you're not speaking, please. And the chat function for this public meeting is dis dis disabled, so all chats will go directly to us as the Zoom facilitators. Um, the MPO reserves the right to mute or turn off uh, audio or video to minimize distractions. Please remember to state your name clearly for the benefit of those participating remotely. Um, public comment will be collected as part of this meeting at the discretion um, of the chair or membership um, as we go through this process um, this evening um, to review the public comment we collected. Um, individuals providing comment should raise their hand function if they indicate they wish to speak and if called upon, state your name before providing comments for three minutes. Okay. In lieu of the chair, Josh, do you recall from my fresh off my memory, you were vice chair to facilitate? Yeah. Would, would you like to would you like to jump into that role this evening? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm just going to go from the little uh, thing that I had from a reminder for roll call here. And I'll just go. Uh, Josh, would you like me to? Amy Miller. Josh, since that includes the list of all the staff on the staff. Uh, yes. I guess I'll. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can call the roll uh, because that some of that list from the email is all of the staff advisors too, which will be an extremely large list. Okay, Althea. Here. Okay, um, Frankie Hayes. Let me know she was not going to be here tonight. Kevin Smith. I do not see him online. Um, Nick Kuzmiak also uh, not online. Gregory Critchlow, Lance Fahey, here, David Carter, here, Josh Spence, is here, Dot Neri, here, all right, and Max Schreiber, not here, okay. <laughs> Thank you um, for that. This is our final meeting um, as we get into this. So I want you to pay it, call your attention to on the agenda, um, the minutes, notes from the previous meeting for your consideration, um, links to the recording for your record if you keeping if you want to go back and watch that. So that's just for you to receive tonight. We have as item C on the agenda, um, based on the comment you provided us last time um, before we released the plan for the 30-day public comment period, uh, the final review of the public comment period received, um, the staff response, and uh, if any action was taken in regards to changes of the plan, um, and a final draft of the plan uh, just for your final feedback this evening. 
So if you would, Paul, I'll have you share the feedback list. We can go through those. Did anybody see anything they'd like to talk about specifically on that list uh, of the feedback we received and kind of our staff response um, to that? That's typical that this may be something New that you've said, if you haven't participated in an MPO process, um, the MPO pretty consistently documents all of the public comment received from the 30-day public comment period and responds to it, um, whether that's just comment received or if there's a response and then tells what action um, was taken in the draft in the plan text. And so those changes are then marked up in red so you can kind of call them out in the plan. So, um, how does it how does it feel to go? How do you want to go through these? Do you want to go through them each individually? Did was there some that you wanted to call out and talk about? I welcome your comments about that process tonight. Uh, Jessica, this is Dot Neri. Um, yes. I just wanted to point out on the second one when it talks about um, shared paths um, being possibly problematic for pedestrians. The Sustainability Action Network just proposed that a uh, uh, center line be placed on shared paths um, to help people stay on their side. Um, so just wanted to bring that up that that might be a solution if uh, the city might consider it. Yeah, I'm not sure if we talk about that anywhere in the plan. It's something we could note as an option. Um, in terms of that text, in terms of some of the conflict of users where we talk about education. Um, I'm not sure how effective that is. I know in many places where they have conflicting users from previous bike ped uh, conferences we've attended, um, many of them mark them in places of high conflict. So they don't mark their entire system. They mark them at turning points or curves or places where there's high volumes. Um, so I, if we were gonna add a notation about um, that marking, we would wanna make sure that the notation we added also reflected that it should be done based on best practices of um, assumption. But is that something the group would like to add at this late, at this last moment? I mean, that's something we could entertain based on best practices. Does uh, Joshua Spence, is there anyone that wants to uh, move, uh, entertain that or do move, uh, or did everybody just want to move on to the next item? I would move that it be uh, at least mentioned as a possibility. <clears throat> General consensus in that regard? Um, David Carter here. I'm going to confess at trying to multitask a little bit too much. And could you just rephrase uh, what's on the table here? Apologize. Absolutely. Um, Dot was mentioning that in regards to conflicting users on shared use path, 
Um, there's concern about pedestrians being the most vulnerable travel user and some of the conflict um, in those locations and that there has been a proposal in the community as part of the CIP process to stripe some of the center lines of shared use paths. Mm. So that way it would have directional travel in places. Um, I don't know what the proposal is. I haven't seen it specifically, but in best practices I have seen across the country, uh, communities choose to stripe center line dashes or whatever on shared use path um, when they have high volume or high conflict in areas of bi-directional travel. So not just striping at large, um, but doing it very intentionally kind of where it's most effective or where it's perceived to be high points of conflict. So yeah, thank you so much, David Carter. I would I would second that. I think okay. in high volume areas like um, the Burroughs Creek Trail, um, you know, uh, or areas where there's a lot of kind of congregation around um, um, Brockchuck Park. I think those types of areas, it, it does make sense to at least mention. We can add that. I feel like everybody nod general consensus. I don't, you don't, this is just feedback. I feel like we can add that. That's a fine, that's a fine thing. Okay. Thanks. Do we want to continue to scroll well, while I get the light on, Josh, do you want to take us to the, some of the next items? Let me move, try to move your uh, up out of the... <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, so the next one that was on there is uh, Lawrence will never be able to fulfill all of the identified needs involved. The goal should be adopted to creating the best accommodation possible to avoid the, uh, okay, that's, a, <laughs> that's good there. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, to avoid delayed sidewalks that may never happen, there are many streets where pedestrians walk in the streets. When ratings, basically repairs of pedestrians walk in the streets, points should also be added to the rating for street repair. The pedestrians are sharing the use of the street with motorized vehicles that also need pothole repair and resurfacing. Okay. So this is one in the plan where we did go and add the note that streets um, without sidewalks should be considered as part of asset management and some of that consideration. That's an evolving program that's going to have a lot of priorities, but that may be something that they should also consider. And so we added that notation in the in that long term vision. Again, the needs for all of those things outweigh some of the funding resources. So that will still won't be an overnight fix, but we added that notation in the text. So, I think it should be uh, added to the personally added as a no, uh, note into the into the plan. I think that's a good thing to bring into it. Yeah, and Paul, if you zoom out a little bit, I was going to show. So that's one of the items that if you look at, if Paul's going to zoom out, so you're not going to be able to read it when he does that. But um, on the far left side, you'll see that we did add our action based on this comment was to add that note um, in the plan. So actually, I can read with that. Uh, some okay, I can read, but not the best, but still. Okay, and so. And I don't know that we need to read all of them. Do you want to just talk <laughs> about them as topics? Okay. <laughs> 
Um, so sidewalk hazards, we talked a little bit about here about how there's the sidewalk improvement program and then sidewalk replacement, which we talk about. It's kind of two separate things which are being addressed in terms of sidewalk mitigation. So that didn't address all of the users' comments, but we feel like that's um, it has a place and we envision some of the reconstruction and addition, uh, issue with sloping driveways as part of the ADA transition plan. Um, hey, Paul, could you go out to uh, zoom in out to 190? <clears throat> okay. Um, we talk, there's a couple comments in here about crossing and we um, believe that the crossing standards and analysis work that the plan recommends um, should hope we'll need to address some of that work for uh, address locations and and of course pedestrian crash history as part of that a part of that work but that will have to be developed as part of that process. Um, we you know we had some feelings about this being a pie in the sky list and we do I think admit in some ways this is visionary and in other ways it's very practical in the sense um, that it offers uh, a lot of project specific recommendations that are prioritized um, for near term um, implementation and so it's kind of balancing both <laughs> elements. Um, we did um, revise one of the other modifications we did based on the revised vision. We added some context before the vision about the value and importance in the culture around sidewalks. So that's marked in red on the plan. Um, we, there was some comments just about, um, funding and concern about which money is eligible for which funds, um, I, that's really at that point really becomes, we think a political decision that kind of get has to get made on a year to year basis about which projects to match for grant funding versus what to implement. So we didn't make any changes to that. Um, we forwarded, there's some other ADA comments and we forwarded those to the ADA coordinator. Um, Again, we got asked about uh, brick sidewalk standards and feeling like uh, the separate process in the brick committee uh, wasn't uh, specific enough um, and asked for additional detail, but there is no additional detail. Um, that's a work in progress. So it, it is where it is in workflow. There's nothing else we could provide in regard to that for an update. Um, we have... Um, you know, we have a lot of things that, you know, we've written in here and you're right there, you know, I think they're right about its vision statement sounds lovely. And, you know, we're going to have to do some work to get these implemented. And we don't disagree with that in terms of that. Um, we modified the language in regards to the education and enforcement in terms of the statements about the effectiveness of staged and unstaged crossing. We tried to do that. They asked about uh, <clears throat> effectiveness of some of the other decoys, although that information was not available based on the study. So we would have to do some probably additional understanding of that there if, if we're getting into implementing that. Those are just some scenarios that we proposed as alternatives. Um, Lots of, a few um, specific comments about specific locations um, that were either already prioritized as gap projects or on um, the non-motorized prioritization list. Um, and then some comments in support um, and a comment about 
uh, right work in the right of way that we forwarded to municipal services. Um, also, we attached the letter of support for the plan from the Healthy Built Environment Work Group. And that's on, I think, the next page after some of this. Was there any of those specific comments anyone would like to talk about in greater detail or uh, disagreed with our response? What was, uh, this is Dot Neri, what was the response to lowering the, um, uh, the um, speed limit to 20? Um, I think they I just think asked it. Yep, I think the comment there was just comment received. I mean, that okay. was a that was a consideration. Um, the reason why it was just comment received is, you know, that twenty and twenty five was both debated in that process. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there was a significant investment made to install all the signage for twenty five. Um, it didn't seem necessarily politically feasible. I think at this point for us to engage in that process being so near to the term of just installing 25, there's still, I think, data to be seen around enforcement and how that's going to roll out in neighborhood traffic management. I wouldn't necessarily think, you know, if in terms of staff recommendation, the staff, you know, staff kind of proposed both and, the, and politically 25 was chosen. I'm not sure what, no matter what we wrote in here, that there would be additional action kind of taken on that. So that's kind I of what agree. I feel. That's good. I, we just kind of left it at that. I didn't write that huge long response, but that would be kind of my rationale of why if somebody asked in that addition why that. But, but you know, it, it could be a possibility for the future or in other areas. I think if there was additional need and it showed that the data, you know, I think I, you know, I'm not sure that there's been enough enforcement and or data collection of the enforcement to show how effective that has been without the enforcement. And I think, um, you know, that would, that data would really need, be needed to support an additional reduction. <laughs> Thank you. I think if I remember right on that, uh, John Smith, I think if I remember right from the city commission meeting on that, they uh, they do adjust it down lower on a case by case basis, if I remember right. Yes, and that's absolutely true. Um, when they reduced to 25, the neighborhoods that were already at 20 stayed at 20. So there are streets still with 20 that can reduce um, even greater. There's that process already in place. Um, David Carter here. I have a uh, kind of a procedural question. What happens to the comments that are received without action or no change? Um, are they just, they just stay in this document or do any of them go someplace where they can be evaluated by others? Well, I think that's this process. So we will, as we get into the process of going through the review of this document, not only with this steering committee, but also with the technical advisory committee and the multimodal transportation commission before we go to the MPO policy board and the city commission. Um, this is a document that we present um, in all to all of those bodies um, for their consideration and feedback. And so they are aware that the draft we have presented based on from what we've presented, here's what the comments we collected and the changes we made or didn't make. Um, and it would be then at their discretion in that process to let us know that they thought our response was uh, in conflict to the intent of what the body may want. And so um, that's kind of the process we're in this evening to see if there's any red flags raised by any of you to think that if you think that we should have 
taken additional action in regard to the comments that we collected? Um, and if so, we need to negotiate what that may be before we continue to move in the process. But we can, uh, once we get past this point, we would say to them, that the committee has you know, generally accepted and agreed with the response and the final draft before we forward it on to those bodies. And then they would also kind of have, especially like MMTC or um, TAC would have that same opportunity. Um, those will be hopefully um, in a May timeframe um, that they would have that same opportunity to respond um, and call attention to anything that they felt should have received attention or been changed in the context of the plan. Super. Thank you. Because uh, yeah. I mean, there's some, the one that kind of sticks out for me is automated enforcement, which is well beyond the scope of this committee. But it, it's something that, for example, the city commission may seriously want to consider in terms of lobbying the state legislature. Okay, great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other comments in response to any of the feedback we received or the changes we did or did not make? Oh, very thorough. <laughs> Josh, you may want to ask, I noticed we have a member of the public that joined if they are interested in public comment. If, uh, if there's any pu uh, public comment uh, or a uh, person that just joined in, uh, would you like to make a public comment on anything that's on the screen moment or anything that's on the, uh, from the public comment period and if you have a response? Okay. Um, uh, the public has said no comment. I received a text message. No, no comment. Okay. So that's what we have to present to you tonight. Um, otherwise, the next steps for this process um, is taking uh, this this draft plan um, to through that larger approval process to go to the. Uh, Metropolitan Planning um, Organization uh, Technical Advisory Committee, the Multimodal Transportation Commission for the City of Lawrence, to the Lawrence Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Organization Policy <coughs> Board, and also to the City Commission, which would be last in that process, um, seeking approvals and adoptions. After that, it really becomes rolled into our long-range transportation <laughs> plan, which we're working on updating now, Transportation 2050. And I think it gives a plethora of work um, to do over the next five years until we um, consider updating this plan and process at that point. So um, if there's nothing else in any comments, I would uh, take the opportunity to thank you for your participation um, and guidance to us in this process as we went through this. Thank you to those of you who took the opportunity to come out and table with us or speak to the public. We greatly appreciated your help in that process of soliciting the community about their values and input in regard to the pedestrian plan. So. Well, and uh, David Carter here, I just want to thank the staff for the extraordinary effort. It's really, it's really a, a great document and uh, it was a, a really inclusive process.
This is Dot Neri. I also want to thank, um, there was so much work involved in this, especially when you were down one staff person. So I'm glad to see Paul's on board and I look forward to this, uh, how this plan plays out <clears throat> in the coming years. Uh, is there any other, uh, anything else in regards to the, the that was on the agenda? Any other comments or anything that was wanting to be discussed for the next step? Nope, I think staff has presented everything that we had on planned for this evening. <clears throat> Then I guess is there, are you all okay with the journey and saying that we want uh, we approve that for this to be moved forward to the next level? I don't know if that's two motions, but uh... <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> we haven't um, we haven't uh, structured this as a that formal of a meeting in terms of some of this process. So um, you. You, you, you're free to do that, um, although um, generally I think the feedback of this is that there's consensus around support for the plan from this committee, and that's how I would convey um, the work that we did here to get to this point from this process. Okay. Um, do you need a motion to adjourn? Nope, I think if we finish the business of the agenda, we may adjourn once that's done. So thank you so much. Thanks, everybody.